This episode of the Main Event Talk podcast is brought to you by Rich's Billiards. 5815 Weber, not your average heroes. New name, same place. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the second half of the Main Event Talk podcast. I am the Main Event player, the Super C, the God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. Well, if you guys have had an opportunity to check out Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory, you know what happened. And just in case you don't, the main event is going to give you everything that you need to know about Impact Wrestling and so much more. And plus, congratulations go out to Ken Shamrock for being inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame and a surprise appearance by a wrestling legend. A WWE legend and should we also say a Hollywood movie star. We'll talk about that in just a moment. And also, we're going to talk about all the matches that are going to take place at Hell in the Cell. A few things have been changed, which we will talk about on this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Hell in the Cell is tonight. So if you guys are listening to this right now, and if you want to listen to this later on, you can. But... If you want to just go ahead and listen to it and then watch Hell in the Cell, you can do that as well. But before we go ahead and do any of those things, let's go ahead and do our usual musical routine, shall we? And I'm a stranger. 
from the album Getting Away With Murder, that was Papa Roach doing Not Listening. And that's one of my favorite songs off of that album. Uh, you know, uh, I kept thinking over and over again about what it, what I wanted to try and play and what I wanted to try and, you know, put together and stuff. And it's always, it's never really as difficult as you think. You know, it's, it's one thing when you put a song on and everything, you think everything's going to be fine. But then you have to look back and think, okay, well, what should I put on next? And how should this go on and everything? So, you know, I came up with this song real quickly, you know, and... You know, it's a good thing when you listen to Spotify and you listen to all sorts of music and it's like stuff you've heard from a long time ago, stuff you heard now. I really don't want to try and do what the radio stations have been trying to do, you know, and that is and don't get me wrong. I mean, it's it's cool to play the same hit song every time, but sometimes you got to give it a rest. Okay, like in other words, I really don't want to hear Stone Sour that much. Okay, and sometimes even I don't want to hear Slipknot that much on the radio or Event Sevenfold or any of those other bands. And sometimes there's nothing wrong, and I know Hector will disagree with this, there's nothing wrong with not listening to Metallica. I mean, come on, how many times are we going to hear For Whom the Bell Tolls many times? How many times are we going to hear One many times? How many times are we going to hear And Nothing Else Matters? Come on now, you can play something a little bit different than that, okay? But if you want to hear that song, not listening from Papa Roach off the album, Getting Away With Murder, listen to it on Spotify, listen to it on Pandora, listen to it on Google Play or Apple Music or whatever it is you find your favorite music. Now, right here on this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, obviously we've got a lot we need to talk about, including the surprise appearance of a certain superstar that appeared over on Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory pay-per-view, which took place last night. Now, as I mentioned on the last podcast, Ken Shamrock would be inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. A lot of rumors and a lot of speculations were wondering if The Rock would make an appearance on Impact Wrestling. Well, sure enough, that surprise became a reality. Earlier tonight, ladies and gentlemen, live on Access TV, it was Countdown to Glory, the hour before Bound for Glory here tonight, a very special night for the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, as he was inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame by none other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. My friend, my brother, congratulations on uh, the induction uh, into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. I'm extremely proud of you, and thank you so much for the memories. Thank you so much for the sweat equity, and, uh, and thank you for being just an awesome dude, man, at a time when I really needed it in my career. I really appreciate it. Very proud of you. Enjoy this, and, um, and you got some Terramana tequila, brother, coming for you, <laughs> and I want you to enjoy it. Congratulations again, Kenny, world's most dangerous man, uh, inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. Congratulations. And a very special night indeed. And Shamrock, as he spoke passionately, he spoke from the heart earlier tonight, live on Countdown to Glory on Access TV. Ken Shamrock thanked his family, he thanked his rivals, and he thanked his friends here in Impact Wrestling. So once again, congratulations to the world's most dangerous man, the now Impact Wrestling Hall of Famer, Ken Shamrock. 
And I would like to also like to go ahead and extend my congratulations go out to Ken Shamrock for being inducted in the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. Now, while people can consider this, I know some people have asked me this question, you know, why why should uh, Ken Shamrock be inducted in the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame? He hasn't really done much in Impact Wrestling. Well, on the contrary, I mean, he has done a whole lot. And it's not just outside of Impact Wrestling, and, I, and I'm not just talking about what he's done in the WWE. When the beginnings of the stages of TNA Wrestling were in, in focus back in 2002, the first person to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship was none other than the world's most dangerous man him, himself, Ken Shamrock, as he defeated, I believe, 20 superstars to win a, a gauntlet, a battle royal, if you will, and he would become the NWA World Heavyweight Champion for the first time in his career in TNA wrestling at the time. And, you know, he was uh, not only a, you know, a legend in mixed martial arts in the UFC and everything, he's also a legend in the WWE because he was an intercontinental champion, he was a tag team champion, and, you know, one day we're hopeful to see Ken Shamrock being inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame very, very soon. And it was great that, um, that The Rock did this. And this is, and this is sort of a buzzkill a little bit because if you think about this closely, it's not just the fact that Ken Shamrock is inducted in the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame, but the fact that an appearance by The Rock, an appearance by The Rock, who is a legend in the WWE, and it's not often that The Rock gets to appear in any other wrestling show, but he actually appears in Impact. Well, he's, he doesn't exactly appear in the arena, but, you know, his name and everything, and when he mentions the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame, you can tell that The Rock definitely does pay attention to Impact Wrestling and so much more. And it's all, and it's always cool because Ken Shamrock had asked The Rock, and The Rock did it on a tweet, and I remember that quite well. And, you know, seeing it tonight, or seeing it last night was incredible, you know, and it got a lot of people talking about it. So, once again, congratulations go out to Ken Shamrock for being inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. And we're going to be talking about his match against Eddie Edwards in just a moment. Uh, several things have happened at the Bound for Glory pay-per-view, which was a big surprise. One, and I'm hoping we get a chance to hear this right here, was the Call Your Shot gauntlet match. There have been several appearances by several superstars. And one superstar that I never, ever thought we would ever see back in an Impact Wrestling ring again made his return for the first time in many, many years. The Call Your Shot gauntlet. Kira Hogan trying to hang on, and she's on the apron, almost out. Tasha's right there. Tasha's oh, 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 nasty. Very nasty. The back of Tasha's head bounced off and that garbage can. Havoc eliminated her. So Havoc went at seven's gone. Kiera at twelve is gone, and now we're at eighteen. About your damn luck. What? Whoa! Today's versions of the Cowboys. Dude. Storm! The Cowboy! Is he here? Moonshine sipping. James Storm! Beer skinning. Beer drinking. James Storm has done everything in Impact Wrestling. A TNA original. The Cowboy's here! Former tag team champion with Beer Buddy! 
got heavy hands, John. James Storm lands on the apron. Big time kick to the back of the head of Larry D. Storm looks great. Yeah, he really does. Has a day off in the gym, has he? He's a favorite of mine, I'll tell you that. Great wrestler. And he's going to town on both of Triple XL. James Storm takes down Triple XL. Cowboy says, let's go. And that was one hell of a return. Cowboy James Storm, a former World Heavyweight Champion, a former TNA World Tag Team Champion, a former Legends Champion, not to mention former NWA National Champion. James Storm made his long-awaited return back to Impact Wrestling. Now, if I remember this correctly, because it's been so long since I've heard, uh, since I've seen James Storm, I, mean, I followed James Storm's career when he first was a part of TNA Wrestling years ago, and I gotta say, you know, it was good to see him. He looks the same. He looks exactly the same as he did years ago. I mean, you know, there's always been an age difference, especially when it comes to people that never looked their age and everything. And I can, I can be an example of that because uh, a while back, and I did this on my Facebook, I would show a picture that I that I uh, posted uh, 10 years ago on my Facebook, right? I would post it right there, and then I would show a pic of what I look like now. And then when I compare the two pics, a lot of people have told me the same thing. You know, I haven't aged. I haven't aged one bit, despite the fact that I'm 95 years old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm 43, okay, 43, okay, you happy now? Um, despite the fact that I'm 43 years old, uh, I haven't aged, and a lot of people have asked me the same thing, you know, what what in the world do you do? <laughs> um, and it's the same thing, you know, besides working, you know, I just, you know, try to eat right, and I don't do anything stupid, like try to do drugs or any, any sort of things in that particular nature. But I do good. But anyways, uh, Cowboy James Storm making his appearance over there at Impact Wrestling's um, Bound for Glory is uh, very appropriate because uh, he's been a part of several of the Bound for Glory events and everything. So it would be appropriate for James Storm to show up. Now, I know a lot of people have been asking me, is it a permanent thing? Is uh, Cowboy James Storm going to be um, coming back to Impact Wrestling? I mean, is this, uh, does this mean what we think it's going to mean? Um my thought is no. I mean, I don't think um, unless Impact Wrestling chooses to go ahead and sign him back up and everything, I mean, that would be okay. But as far as I see it and as far as everybody else sees it, I think um, I think Cowboy James Storm is going to remain a free agent unless something changes. Uh, the last thing I remember, because I follow the Cowboy on his Facebook and I also follow him on his... Oh, actually, I'm sorry. He doesn't have a Facebook. He has a... He has an Instagram, and he has a Twitter account. Uh, the last picture that I saw of the Cowboy James Storm was, uh, I believe he was doing some training with Ronda Rousey. So uh, that took place, and Ward was, and this is something that I know about as well, that uh, James Storm was actually going to make a return to the WWE. Well, actually, he was going to make a return to NXT, one of the things. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand the difference. Well, he's returning to WWE from... No, he's never been to WWE. He's been to NXT. But it's still WWE. Well, there's a fucking difference, okay? You've got NXT on one side. you got the WWE on one side. Figure it out. But anyways, there, there was supposed to be an appearance of James Storm, and he was supposed to have come out, but due to the pandemic, uh, all of that had stopped from head to toe. 
Okay, we're going to get into these matches that took place over at last night's Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Now, there was, and, and let me also explain, um, I know some people probably have asked themselves a question. I mentioned that Facebook was going to have Impact Wrestling's Countdown to Glory on there, but I guess due to some technical difficulties, uh, it didn't happen. So, luckily, I went ahead and got the, uh, the Fight TV on my uh, Fire Stick. And I was trying to figure out how to transfer my my Fire Stick or my phone to my Fire Stick because I have the fi- uh, the FT I'm sorry the Fight TV app on my phone, and I actually transferred it over to the, uh, the TV set. I had it all set ready to go, but there's this code I have to put on. But then I see the scanner right there, the scanner. So I went ahead and used my phone, uh, clipped it on there, uh, programmed the, uh, the the numbers and everything. It appeared on the screen, and then all of a sudden, voila, I got right into my Fight TV. So I, I was able to not only get an opportunity to see some of the events that will take place on that event, on, on that um, Fight TV, I also get a chance to watch Countdown, Countdown to Glory, which I did. So the first match that took place, uh, this match didn't last as long as it did. The first match was the Deaners, uh, Cody Deaner and Cousin Jake, taking on the team of the Rascals, Dez and Wets. Still funny. (laughs) But anyways, uh, the winners of the match was uh, the Deaners. Uh, Cody Deaner and Cousin Jake win the tag team match at the Countdown for Glory match. And then, of course, came the induction of Ken Shamrock, who was inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. The Rock making a, a surprise appearance on there, and it's still being talked about to this day. Well, well, not to this day, but still being talked about today as we're talking here. So we start off with the first matchup that took place as a six-way intergender scramble match for the uh, X Division Championship. My prediction was history was going to be made if Jordan Grace were to win the match. And, um, well, it didn't happen that way. And as it turns out, the winner of the match and still X Division Champion, Ragu, wins the... Ch- I mean, I'm sorry. It, it's... Rohit, <laughs> Rohit Raju, okay, he wins the X Division Championship, I still love to call him Ragu, because he sounds like Ragu, if you know what I mean, Raju, so to speak, but anyways, this one right here is, the next one is 20, 20 wrestlers, uh, a part of a, a, well now it's called an intergender, call your shot gauntlet match, now I had mentioned all the names and everything else like that, Including a, a, a few surprise appearances that happened. Not just a surprise appearance of the Cowboy James Stone, but also a surprise appearance of former X Division champion Davari, who also was a former WWE superstar. Uh, and also a, a former WWE superstar. Uh, I, you know, I, I still think he's with the WWE because his Twitter account still says WWE and he has his name on it. Uh, I'm talking about Hornswoggle. Yeah, little Hornswoggle actually made an appearance over at Bound for Glory. He made an appearance last year and now he makes another appearance last night at the intergender um call your shot match uh make an appearance as well of course a very sweet tribute from tobbing dreamer he came out you know as only he can and he had the face paint of road warrior animal very touching tribute right there for uh tommy dreamer everyone was involved in this match all the women were involved i can't exactly name the women that were involved in this matchup but the winner of this match, um, the winner was none other than Rhino, 
and the last person he eliminated was Sammy Callahan. So Rhino not only wins uh, wins his match, he gets an opportunity at a championship, and it says here since Rhino won. Then Heath also won a full-time contract with Impact Wrestling. So that means Heath Slater is now officially a part of Impact Wrestling, has himself a full contract, and now he'll be wrestling for Impact Wrestling. This next matchup that took place right here involving Moose and EC3. This was interesting because it was... um, it's been a while since we've seen one of these cinematic matches. And, of course, Impact Wrestling has been known for having cinematic matches because they were kind of... And, and you know what's so funny? They were the first to do the cinematic matches long before the WWE decided to do it. You know that's so funny about that, right? It's crazy. But anyways, uh, Moose and EC3 were in, in a disclosed location... Uh, matchup was pretty good, and I thought, in in my view, I thought for sure that we would see um, EC3 win the match. Uh, I thought for sure that he would be the one to defeat Moose because of his experience and because he was a former champion, and he had all you know all the makings to beat him and take him down. But uh, Moose actually defeated EC3. Yeah, he actually defeated EC3 in the middle of the ring. I didn't think that was going to happen like that. But un- unfortunately, that's the way it happened. That's the way it went down. But my guess is, and, and let me also you know, go ahead and get this out of the way. Your winner, Moose, defeated EC3 in an undisclosed location. Now, my reasons for EC3, I guess when EC3 lost the match, my guess would be I do not know if EC3 is under contract with Impact Wrestling. As far as I know it, I think he's just there for maybe a few days because we know that EC3, he made an appearance over in Ring of Honor Wrestling uh, about a a few days ago. I had a chance to look at it on my Fight TV. So EC3 is a part of Ring of Honor Wrestling as well. So my guess is I think EC3 is going to be exploring, and this is the thing that I find most unique about EC3. And it wouldn't surprise me if he does these things. And follow along with me on this one. EC3 has been a part of Impact Wrestling for quite a while. He was a part of NXT first a long time ago before he went to Impact Wrestling. And then after Impact Wrestling, he went back to NXT. And then NXT becomes a part of the WWE. Part of the WWE goes back to Impact Wrestling. And then he shows up at Ring of Honor. It wouldn't surprise me if he were to make an appearance at, say, oh, Major League Wrestling. He could make an appearance there. Or maybe, how about New Japan Pro Wrestling? Wouldn't surprise me if EC3 were to show up at New Japan Pro Wrestling. All Elite Wrestling. Um, My thought of that is if EC3 were to ever make an appearance at All Elite Wrestling, it would be good. But I think even EC3 is smart enough to realize he's not going to be involved in those band of misfits. And I, I think I can definitely agree on that. EC3, a part of the NWA. You know what? I wouldn't mind if EC3 was a part of the NWA. I wouldn't mind if he were, if he were to be a part of that at all. The point of all this that I'm talking about is EC3. Now, if he's still part of Impact Wrestling coming up this Tuesday, then okay, cool, that's fine. He's still part of Impact Wrestling, and Moose holds on to the title. But if there's some unfinished business involving EC3 and um. Involving EC3 and involving Moose, well, then don't be surprised if EC3 continues his feud with Moose. So, once again, Moose defeats EC3 at Bound for Glory at a disclosed location. 
And as we mentioned earlier, Ken Shamrock was inducted in the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. He had a matchup against Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards put on a great matchup against Ken Shamrock. But Eddie Edwards found out the first found out firsthand, just like everybody else, why Ken Shamrock is considered by many the world's most dangerous man. You turn your back to him and he will take you on, so to speak. So Ken Shamrock defeated Eddie Edwards by a submission. Congratulations once again. Go out to Ken Shamrock for becoming the Impact uh, part of the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, the next matchup, a fatal four-way match for the tag team titles, the North, the Motor City Machine Guns, the Good Brothers, and Ace Austin and Madman Fullman. Now, I, I saw part of this matchup. Uh, I believe the first thing I remember seeing was the last contestants were the Motor City Machine Guns. The North were attacking the Motor City Machine Guns, got Alex Shelley, and pile-driven him on the stage on the outside of the ramp. And I'm not sure exactly what took place after that. My my thought was, I was thinking that the Good Brothers were going to win the tag team titles. My thought was that was going to be it because the smart money would definitely go on the Good Brothers. Because if you put the titles on them, if you put the tag team titles on the Good Brothers, they're going to bring not only some prestige to the titles, but it's also going to mean big business to have them not only defend the tag team titles at Impact Wrestling, but they could probably defend the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team titles over in New Japan Pro Wrestling because they do have the opportunity to go there, which is going to be great. But unfortunately, at the end, in this match, um, as I was looking at this and everything, oh man, this wasn't exactly what I envisioned, and this is not exactly what I was uh, expecting we have brand new impact wrestling world tag team champions for the second time the north ethan page and josh alexander defeated the motor city machine guns the good brothers ace austin and madman fulton um not exactly um this wasn't exactly what i expected but it happened the way it happened, so this kind of, I guess this escalates into a question now that they are the tag team champions. Does this mean that the Good Brothers are going to have an opportunity to go after the tag team titles? Obviously they do, but I think, and this is just my opinion of it, I think there's going to be some unfinished business involving the Motor City Machine Guns and the Good Brothers, so expect that feud to escalate, and if the Good Brothers eliminate the Motor City Machine Guns, then they'll have an opportunity to go after the tag team titles very, very soon, so the main event cannot prepare, for, uh, cannot wait for that. Here is where the controversy begins at um, at the uh, Impact Wrestling's uh, Bound for Glory, and this was this was huge. This was I wasn't sure exactly what went on on this one, but I'm gonna explain. I'm I'm probably gonna explain this in just a moment. This match was really going. It, 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 it's scheduled for the Knockouts Championship. Deanna Perazzo was gonna go one on one against Kylie Ray. Okay, now I gave you my prediction. I, I mentioned that it would be great for Kylie Ray to win it, but I think Deanna Perrazzo has that opportunity. But however, as the old expression goes, cards subject to change. And it pretty much changed, and it did in a, in a crazy way because... Now, I haven't gotten the reports just yet, but I'll get into this in just a moment. But let me go ahead and surprise everybody with this one. Your winner and new knockouts champion, Sue Young. Now, I know some people are 
probably in shock right now that I just mentioned her name. Now, we know who that is, obviously. It's Susie. And her old persona, if you remember her old persona quite well as Sue Young, the evil undead individual, has returned and claimed the Impact Wrestling's Knockouts Championship. Now, we'll get to that in just a moment. Now, you talk about more shocking more shocking things happening. The Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. Eric Young defending the championship against Eric Swan. Now, my prediction was that Eric Young would win this match. He would win it easily because he's a former... Well, he's been the champion for a long time. He's the experienced one, and he knows what he has to do and everything. And Rich Swanson, I, I said that if he were to win the Impact Wrestling World Championship, it would be great. But he's so injury-prone, you don't know what's going to happen next. So it would be better if Eric Young would be the Impact Wrestling World Champion at Bound for Glory. That's not the case here, because your winner and new Impact Wrestling World Champion Rich Swan. He actually defeated Eric Young in the middle of the ring. And I got to admit this. I, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't expect it. I really thought for sure that Rich Swan would lose against Eric Young. Simply because of experience. Because like I said, Eric Young, he's been the champion before. He knows what it's like. He's done everything dirty in the book, and he knows how how to get things done. And I thought for and he did everything right. I thought for sure that Eric Young was going to be able to take down Rich Swan and everything. But at the end, I guess one mistake deserves another, and then all of a sudden, Rich Swan capitalizes and takes advantage of a situation. Eric Young is no longer the champion. We have a new Impact Wrestling World Champion, and his name is Eric. Or Rich Swan. Congratulations go out to Rich Swan for winning the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Now, let's get right back into the story that I wanted to talk about. I know the big question that remains on everyone's mind is what happened to uh, what happened to Kylie Ray? I mean, why wasn't she a part of this whole situation? And, you know, why was she not a part of this? Now, I was reading several stories. I'm looking into this right now. Um, let's see, there is, uh, okay, there's probably some, <coughs> looking at some updates right here. Okay, so I'm looking at this whole situation here. Now, okay, now here's, here's what I'm reading here. It says here, last night's Impact, uh, Impact Knockouts Championship match between Deanna Perrazzo and Kylie Ray had to be changed after Ray didn't come to the venue on Saturday. Sue Young replaced Ray and defeated Perrazzo to become the new champion. Uh, F, well, I can't pronounce this correctly, but reported last night Ray was out due to an injury, but now said that the report was false. Ah, this is interesting. In an update, uh, today Impact didn't announce a, a change to the title match because they didn't know Ray's situation at the time. Currently, all that is known is that Ray drove into Nashville on Friday, but didn't come to the building on Saturday. Fightful Select is report that mul multiple wrestlers reached out to those to Ray 
and we're told she's alive and well. Oh, that boy, this is a this is a bit interesting here. In regards to uh, Heath, uh, Heath's injury, and by the way, I don't think Heath was there last night. By the way, uh, noted suffered um, a hemia and will likely require injury. And that will keep him out of action after being taken to the hospital. Heath was back at the hotel late last night. And as noted, da, 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 the call your shot matched everything. Okay, so from what I was reading on these reports, it seems that uh, I guess there was some sort of issue. Uh, they mentioned, and, and they did mention this in the, in the early uh, part of the program, that there was an injury that happened with Kylie Ray. However, there was not, uh, there was nothing, no injury to report, as far as I know it. Now, from the looks of it, and I and I cannot speculate as to what it is, but I'm guessing, and this is just pure guess on my part. My guess is, I don't think Kylie Ray was injured. I I think Kylie Ray uh, must have got herself involved in some stuff that. I don't think, and I don't think, I don't think it's anything like serious or anything, but you know, when, when, when a superstar doesn't show up and you're replaced and you have somebody else take, take over the spot, then, you know, something went down. I mean, something went wrong here and no, and nobody's really saying anything as far as I know it right now, because when I was looking in, into the reports, I was trying to find out, okay, what happened what went wrong? Impact Wrestling had refused to talk about this. They had refused to say anything about the situation. Now, all of a sudden, I'm reading through these reports, and now they're mentioning that there was no injury involved, uh, something about alive and well. So my, so my thought is, I'm thinking that Kylie Ray may have gotten into an accident, may have gotten into a scuffle, or may have gotten into something. I mean, that's, this is just all pure speculation coming out of me. I'm not saying that it actually happened. So my... my uh, my hope is that Kylie Ray is okay. I was trying to check out her Twitter account earlier to see if she's okay. Uh, there hasn't been any sort of report. So, right here on the main event talk, uh, just to let everybody know, if I hear any sort of reports or anything that goes on with Kylie Ray, I'll let everybody know, not only on the main event talk podcast, but also let them know on my main event talk Facebook page to give you a complete update of what's going on with Kylie Ray. But once again, congratulations go out to Sue Young for winning the exhibition championship for a second to, uh, for a second time by defeating Diana Peraza now and i got to say i mean bound for glory was a great event I, i'm not going to lie about that but i got to admit there were there were some real crazy stuff out there especially especially when you know that you know when this went down and everything i mean what what, what did you expect to happen you know what did you expect to happen but i don't know i guess whatever happens happens with with Kylie Ray and everything, but like I said before, I'm hoping that uh, we hope that her condition is okay. We hope that Kylie Ray is doing okay, and we hope at least we find out some information about what goes on, what's going on involving Kylie Ray. So once again, congratulations to Bound for Glory. Congratulations go out to the brand new tag team champions in the North. They win the championship for the second time. Congratulations go out to the new X Division, or I'm sorry, the new Knockouts champion in Sue Young. Congratulations also go out to, let's see, the new Impact Wrestling World Champion in Rich Swan, And also... 
Congratulations go out to Rhino, now getting an opportunity and a title shot, um, possibly for the tag team titles, possibly for the uh, Impact Wrestling World Championship. Who knows what sort of title match that Rhino will be getting in the near future, and now Heath Slater is a part of Impact Wrestling. And also, and also uh, congratulations go out to Ragu for still retaining his X Division Championship, and I'm still going to call him that regardless of what anybody thinks. So at this point, Bound for Glory is a tremendous event, and when you guys get an opportunity, get a chance to check out Bound for Glory as it happens on Impact Plus, and you can also see it on Fight TV and so much more. Now, we're going to talk about Hell in a Cell in just a moment. But before we talk about Hell in the Cell, after Hell in the Cell is over, you're going to get an opportunity. And the main event had just resubscribed to the WWE Network once again. And I'll be able to check out Hell in the Cell as it happens. But after Hell in the Cell, we're going to do a story involving the WWE Untold. The story that everyone's waiting for. The 30 Days of the Dead Man Begins. And it all begins with the untold WWE story involving The Undertaker and Randy Orton. Oh my God, no, come on, no. There's a man in there, enough with this. And I'm getting into it. My adrenaline's pumping. I'm about to set a casket on fire with The Undertaker in it. So I'm not thinking necessarily about my safety. So I'm dumping all this kerosene all over this casket and it's dripping everywhere and it's splashing and it's hitting me and it's on my boots and I didn't even realize it but my boots up to my knees were soaked in kerosene and there was plenty of guys off to the side with fire extinguishers at the ready and apparently they thought they were going to need to use them because I was soaked in a flammable liquid. I don't think it's on camera anywhere, but I was standing at the barricade, ready to run in, to grab Randy, to like try to stop him, to slip him another lighter. And as I'm starting to go, it's like, okay, he might have it, he might have it. <gasps> Thank you, Jesus. I lighted on fire, and I think, if I remember correctly, as I did that, I stepped back just in the nick of time where you saw the fire take over the casket. And I think it missed the tips of my toes by like this much. Not real sure that the folks in the arena and what have you were real happy with how well the casket went out. It was a spectacle to say the least. Those are the kind of moments that people remember forever. But most of those people, they're in tune with what's been going on, and they know one thing about the here is he's going to come out of that casket eventually. And when he does, there's going to be hell to pay. That was just a piece of the un- WWE Untold showing up on the WWE Network. Now, believe it or not, for those of you that had an opportunity to subscribe to the WWE Network, you know, and I know, 
that if you, you know, even though it's supposed to happen right after, you know, right after Hell in the Cell, you can actually see it before anybody else does. And the main event did get an opportunity to check out, um, did get a chance to check out the untold story. And it was a great story. It was a great story involving The Undertaker and involving Randy Orton. It was a great piece to listen to. It was a great piece to watch. So, if you guys have not subscribed to the WWE Network, you better. You better get your ass out there. Go over to HEB or go over to Walmart and get your hands on one of those gift cards. Uh, Three-month gift card for $29.95. And all you have to do... And, you know, I was... um. I was trying to get my subscription to start up as soon as possible, but I wanted my subscription to end because there was no way for me to use the gift card. Uh, you know, I know some people are saying, well, why couldn't you just use it for nine ninety nine and everything? Well, uh, I'm, I'm having an issue with my bank, which we are, we are resolving the issue. Uh, hopefully by next week, I'll be able to get my bank account rolling again and everything will be just fine. So <laughs> that's uh, one issue for another time. But I, I had bought this gift card about two weeks ago and I was hoping when my subscription was canceled that I'll be able to go ahead and, you know, use my gift card, use my gift card for three months. And then, you know, I'm going to try and just keep using a gift card every single three months. So that way I'll be able to stay with the WWE Network. So get a chance to check out WWE Untold the untold story of The Undertaker and Randy Orton and you can check that out on the WWE Network and you can probably check it out right after Hell in a Cell is done speaking of Hell in a Cell that leads me to what we need to talk about right here right now and that is WWE's Hell in a Cell which is taking place tonight now there has not been any announcements about any matches that are going to take place at tonight's Hell in the Cell. But now the main event will get an opportunity to talk to you people about Hell in the Cell tonight and give you my opinions, give you my thoughts and everything and so much more. And trust me, trust me what I'm about to tell you. This is going to be most, most interesting. You thought the whole thing with... Um, with what I mentioned yesterday was something about the whole thing with uh, MJF and Chris Jericho was something. Wait till you hear the matches that I'm about to talk about right here on the Main Event Talk podcast. So let's get into it, shall we? Here we go. Now, from what I understand, it looks like it's about five matches that are going to take place now. I am going to give you my prediction of each match right here, right now. Let's talk about the first match. Um, here's the thing that I found out. I found out that they were going to make Bailey versus Sasha Banks at Hell in a Cell and make that the main event for Hell in a Cell. And I'm like, uh-uh, no, nah, zero, not a fucking thing. Don't even think about it. Are you out of your fucking mind? I don't want to see that match first. I, mean, I don't want to see that match. I want to see it first. I want to see it first. And I think we'll be able to get that match first, which will be great, which will be tremendous, which will be everything that I ever wanted and more. But as it turns out, the last match... I kept hoping would be Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Which didn't happen. So now they're going to put Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre in the main event for the WWE 
championship. Well, I mean, I'm not complaining about it, but at the same time, it's like, why? <laughs> okay, let me just get into some of these matches real quick. Let's let's begin with the first matchup. Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Singles matchup. Uh, this matchup, quite simply, I'm going to just put it on the line here and say that Elias is going to win his first match over Jeff Hardy. That's going to take place tonight at Hell in the Cell. Uh, Otis... Versus The Miz. Money in the Bank contract on the line. Okay. This is where the complaint story comes into play right here. Now, you know what? Miz is a little fucking bitch. I'm, I'm saying it right. And I'm not talking about the character. Okay, I'm not talking about the character. I'm just talking about who he is. A little fucking bitch. So you, oh, okay, and this is something that people need to think about right away, and I hate to think about this because this will be a repeat of what's going to happen if it fucking happens. Do you remember when The Miz won Money in the Bank? And do you remember when he cashed it in on Randy Orton? Oh, God, that's a moment I will never, ever forget. I just want to take a fucking sledgehammer, slash, smash it over the face of Rand, of, of the Miz. Now, imagine this, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. This is just pure speculation on my part. Imagine, if you will, the Miz wins over Otis, and then he cashes in money in the bank on either Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre. If that shit happens, I swear to fucking God, I'm going to smash my television set into seven million equal pieces if that shit happens. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to state right here, right now, in the main event of the podcast. Otis better win. Otis better win. Okay? If it was John Morrison, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. If it was The Miz, I would be yelling at the television set saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay? I'm going with Otis to win. Some of you are going to go, well, I think The Miz will win. No, it's not going to happen. No, I don't give a flying fuck about how this is going to happen. Miz will not win, and it's never going to happen. And if it does happen, I'm going over to Hector's house. Me and him are going to take off over to Richard's Billiards, and we're going to be drinking a couple of beers. And I'm going to get my mind off of the fact that Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre lost the championship to a certifiable goof in the form of The Miz. Well, what happens if they lose it to Otis? You know what? I'd rather have Otis win the title than Miz, okay? That's the fucking truth. (sighs) All right, let's get to the three Hell in Cell matches if you don't mind. Now, Bailey versus Sasha will be the easiest one to, to, to communicate here. And my feeling on it is Randy Orton is gonna win. I mean, I'm sorry. My, my feeling on it is Sasha's gonna win. It's way too obvious. And this will be the first time that Sasha wins the SmackDown Women's Championship over her best friend. This matchup, I bet you anything, this is gonna be the first match that's gonna take place at Hell in the Cell. This will be the first match. And it's always been interesting that the women's match has always been first every single card at Hell in the Cell when you think about it. So, it wouldn't surprise me if 
if Sasha wins the match against Bailey. It wouldn't surprise me if she wins it inside the ring. It wouldn't surprise me if we see a rematch somewhere down the road, and it wouldn't surprise me if this feud escalates further into Survivor Series. But that will be a discussion for another day. So the main event is going to go with Sasha Banks in this one. Now, the next one, involving the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre going one-on-one against Randy Orton. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say it right here, right now. I think Drew McIntyre will win over Randy Orton. But once again, it's one of those scenarios where people are still insinuating, especially some of these uh, reporters and everybody saying that Randy Orton, if he wins the title and keeps this feud going with with, uh, Drew McIntyre, that he will find a way. He will find a way to... You know, hold on to the title for as long as he can. And when Edge is completely recovered, then they're going to have the third and final match take place over at WrestleMania where Edge will go after Randy Orton for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Now, I stated that Randy Orton doesn't really need to win the title. He really doesn't. Because it's not like the title means that much to him. Now, it does in many ways, but Randy doesn't really need to win the title. I say keep the title on Drew until the right person comes along to win the title. Until the right person. We don't even know who the right person is just yet, but we will find out sometime soon. And don't be surprised if anything surprising happens at Hell in a Cell. Like a surprise appearance by maybe Goldberg. Or maybe a surprise appearance by Brock Lesnar, because I've been hearing rumors about that. Or a surprise of anybody who could possibly show up at Hell in the Cell tonight. So the main event is going to go with Drew McIntyre to win over Randy Orton tonight. Now, the next matchup, the I Quit match at Hell in a Cell for the WWE Universal Championship. If Jey Uso wins, he and his brother Jey Uso will have to take orders and acknowledge Reigns as the tribal chief or the Usos and their immediate families will be, exi- uh, be exited from the NOYE family. I got to tell you, the stakes on this one are as high as anything I've ever seen. Now, I'll admit, I like how this is going with Roman Reigns. I admit that. And <laughs> it, it's, this is one of these matches that you can't, you, you, really, you really can predict it. You really can. Because look, Roman's going to win it. You see it coming. You know what's going to happen. And more importantly, and it's like this. To me, I got nothing against uh, I got nothing against the Usos. I think they're a great tag team, and I like Jay. I think Jay will do whatever he can. And I think both men are going to try to uh, interject themselves in the Hell in a Cell match, and I think they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that they you know, get a piece of the pie, so to speak, at Hell in a Cell. So here's my final prediction. Obviously, Roman's going to win it. He's going to beat Jay Uso. They will acknowledge him as a tribal chief. It's going to happen. It's going to be one of those tremendous storylines where now Roman can be... I mean, every, you know, he's a full-blown heel, obviously, but he's going to bring his heel level to a whole, whole new level. I mean, this, this is something that I'm digging. I think a lot of other fans are going to dig this as well. We're not sure how far this is going to go, but we will see 
how all this goes down at Hell in a Cell tonight, live as it happens on the WWE Network. So, guys, we're almost finished at this episode of the Main Event Talk, but before I go ahead and take off, don't forget to check out tonight's WWE Hell in a Cell, live as it happens on the WWE Network, and don't forget to check out immediately after WWE Hell in a Cell, check out WWE Untold, the story involving The Undertaker and Randy Orton, and there will be a continuation of the Thank You Taker tribute on my Main Event Talk podcast continuing on from here on out because we do have a part 10, part 11, and part 12 coming up very, very soon. And also don't forget that at Survivor Series this year, it's going to take place on the anniversary of the debut of The Undertaker when he made his appearance over 30 years ago, November 22nd of 1990. And now here we go again on November 2nd of 2020. Survivor Series is coming, and word is that The Undertaker is supposed to make an appearance, but he's not going to wrestle, which is okay. I don't mind that. I mean, and it's not like, you know, oh, well, he should wrestle one more time. No, leave him alone. Let him, let him do whatever he wants and let him see what happens, you know? So, as I said, guys, don't forget to subscribe to the WWE Network. If you can, it's only $9.99 for you. Well, I was going to say for new subscribers, it's free. But, you know, that's I think that they changed that whole plot and everything. So now, you know, I've already subscribed back into the, the WWE Network. So get an opportunity to check out the WWE Network as you can. And check out Hell in a Cell on the WWE Network live as it happens on pay-per-view and on the WWE Network. And as always, follow the main event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player. Follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player. Follow me on my main event talk Facebook page at facebook.com slash at real main event talk. And of course, you can friend request me at main event player at facebook.com slash at main event player. And don't forget to subscribe to the main event talk podcast right here on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever it is you find your favorite co- fo- podcast and everything else like that and so much more. Next week, well, actually, I'm going to be doing one more episode and it'll be the aftermath of Hell in a Cell, so be ready for that one and I'll give you my thoughts and everything because who knows what sort of crazy stuff is going to happen over at Hell in a Cell tonight. So, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast and I will see you next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Tonight, we're all going to hell. Hell in a cell.
people I believe in my heart and the rest of the world are ready for Shinedown to come back 